Welcome. Becoming an excellent intuitive life coach and building a profitable coaching business does not have to be overwhelming or difficult. It's all about mastering the key pillars in both coaching and business building. Welcome to the Healthy Wealthy Intuitive Life Coach podcast, dedicated to helping you become an excellent intuitive life coach and build a profitable coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Gailey, and I've been an intuitive life coach and running my multiple six-figure coaching business for several years now. And there was a time in my life not that long ago when I couldn't even imagine making six figures or more in my business. And I'm here to tell you it's possible. Together, you and I are going to go down this path, and I'm going to teach you how to become an excellent coach, make offers, provide transformational coaching, attract real clients, and make real money as a coach. We're living in a time right now where the coaches, the healers, the helpers, and light workers are needed more than ever. So it's time to put our stakes in the ground. It's time to put ourselves out there and create the impact we were born to make and also create the income that you desire to make for yourself and your family. So let's do this. Hello everyone, I hope you're doing really well today. Welcome to this episode. It's called How to Train Yourself to Be Happy. And I know that sounds really weird, but we can train ourselves to be happy. We can create more happiness and joy and ease and fulfillment in our lives. I know it's possible because I have been training myself um, consistently for about four months, consistently. I mean, I've fallen off the wagon a few times, I got sick, a few other things happened, but but consistently um, I've been training myself for more ease, joy, fun, and happiness. And I wanna talk about this today because I think it could be so important for all of us, especially if you're a sensitive soul. Now, but you don't have to be a sensitive soul. This can be true for anyone. We as humans have default patterns or default settings, right? Just like our phones, just like our, 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 the temperature of our house, just like our computers, we might have default settings, just like our TVs, right? They have default settings. We are the same way. Our default settings are what feel normal and comfortable to us. They are so normal and comfortable that we're not even conscious of them much of the time anymore. These default settings come about many different ways. A few of the ways I've discovered are the way our families did it could be one of our default settings. The way our families think about things, the way our families do things, the way our families, what our families believe, a lot of those become our default settings and they serve us for a really long time to stay in the tribe of our families and get along. But as we get older, it can cause a lot of, not always, there's some things that I've kept from my family that are serving me. But as soon as I feel some angst or mis- misalignment in my life, I go back to my default settings, my patterns, and go, 
which one is no longer serving me? Does that make sense? Because the patterns we got from our family, like I said, they served us at that time to stay in the tribe. But there is a point in all of our lives that you're going to want to learn and grow and develop beyond what you received from your family. And once you try to grow beyond the family, there's a lot of shit that can happen. <laughs> but one of those can be you run into a lot of resistance. And that resistance is your default settings. Another thing I call it are patterns. So our default settings or our patterns are what we think consistently, what we feel consistently, what we believe consistently about ourselves, about our place in the world, about what's possible. Um, and we got most of that from our family. We also get um, limited default settings based on some experiences we've had in our lives. We might call those experiences big T traumas, little T traumas, and we might, we might create default settings to keep us safe so that those things don't, those experiences don't happen again. Those are two reasons why I saw my default settings and I'm sharing them with you because they might be yours too. Most, all humans, all humans have patterns. All humans have, have limiting default settings, expanding settings. We are all capable of training ourselves to live beyond our default settings. And that's what I want to talk about today and how to train yourself to be happy. Okay, step one. I've been doing this, like I said, since for about four months now, consistently most mornings. And here's what I want you to do. We're just going to use the emotions happy and sad. And we're going to talk about training yourself to be happy. Step one. I want you to, I do this first thing in the morning to kind of set my day. But I ask myself where I'm at with my emotion, just on the happy-sad scale. So I really do see it in my mind's eye, like the number line that you learned in school. Zero being neutral. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I feel very neutral or centered. And I start there, and I just ask myself, where are you? As I wake up in the morning and sit down on my little pillow, I just say, where are you to myself? And today I noticed I was a negative three. So I was a little more on the sad side. I didn't know why. I didn't have any stories around it. I just, that's just where my mind took me. I stayed there with it. So step one is, is wake up in the morning. Ask yourself where you are on the scale. Number two. Maybe even before you sit with it, just say, is that okay? Do you want to stay there? Or do you prefer to be somewhere else? And if you like staying there and accepting that, beautiful. Just sit with it and, and be with it. For me, since I'm training myself to be happy, I would prefer to go from a negative three up to maybe a plus four or plus five. Again, I don't even know what that will feel like yet. I have an, a little bit of an idea. But I really don't know. I'm just setting that intention. So the first thing I do once I make that decision 
is I go to the negative three that I feel. Again, it's no, it might be a feeling, it might be a thought, it might be you feelings of shame or whatever. It might even be a body sensation. So for me, when I went to the negative three, I noticed a body sensation like my stomach just hurt. Like I have feel that pit in my stomach feeling. Again, I have no story around it. I just feel a pit in my stomach. And I allow myself to just feel it. And I breathe, keep breathing with it. Maybe yours will be something different. Like sometimes people will say, Michelle, I felt so much shame. But why do I feel so much shame? Who knows? Your conscious mind's not going to figure it all out. So don't even try. Just feel the shame or the embarrassment or the pit in your stomach. Or you don't even have words for it. You just say, I feel a sensation. Just stay with it and feel it. And I like to feel mine and breathe with mine all the way until I don't feel any more resistance to feeling it. And I can just start feeling it. I don't know. It feels like an, it's just it's lack of resistance. It just feels easier for, it to, for me to be with it. And releasing the resistance was was more than half the pain of it. Okay, once I've done that for a little bit, then I ask myself the next question. Again, what do I prefer? And I prefer to move up the scale, more on the positive side, like plus three, plus four, plus five. I want to go that way. Once I decide what I want and I set that intention, I allow myself to think and feel positive things. I allow myself to think and feel positive things. If you're new to this exercise, this might be a challenge, but I promise you can build this muscle. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to think and feel positive things. I can choose to stay in the moment of now and like right one that's easy for me to get positive is feeling grateful. Like, thank God I can see, I can hear, I can speak, I can read, I can eat any food I want. I could go to the grocery today and buy all the food I ever wanted. The, the most, everything, the tastiest, most nutritional. Like, there's nothing at the grocery I couldn't get. It's full abundance there. That's one of the places I think of in my mind to feel abundant and, and feel good. All the love and support I have in my life. All the ways people love me. All the ways I love myself. All the ways people care about me. And the, all the ways I care about myself. Those are, that's me staying in the moment and just feeling grateful for everything I have. That moves me up the scale. Sometimes I can take a memory from the past that was so fun and happy. Like me and my husband and my kids at Christmas time. Just laughing like belly laughing about stupid stuff. And there's just nothing else I want to feel than laughing with them. I can tap into that again and feel that right now. I could also go to other people in my life right now, like my students, how much I care about them and want them to succeed and how much good work I see them doing in the world and that I get to be a part of them going out and doing their good work in the world. 
That one's actually even hard for me to hold. It, like I feel it in my heart and in my throat. That one feels like my life purpose and it's I almost can't hold that energy. I have to get used to it still. Just how much good we're all doing in the world and we're doing our purpose. And yeah, we still have struggles and we're still figuring things out on the business end. But who cares? Like we're there's always going to be like, you know, challenges. But we're freaking doing great work in the world and I can't think of anything better to do. When I tap into that one, that one feels greater than even being on the happy scale. That feels like life purpose, big vision. I literally can't hold that energy yet. I got to work on it. Okay, so I just shared three ways with you. Gratitude in the moment, remembering a happy memory from the past, picking something else, or even a future envisioning, allowing yourself to envision your future, what's coming for you and feeling the excitement and the energy of that. And then after I do that, I open my eyes for a second, close my eyes again, and go to the happy, sad scale. I find the zero point, that center point, and I can feel I'm on the five, a four, a five, a six. If I kept doing this, I'd be a seven, an eight. I even want to hop off the scale and go to that other scale of feeling my life purpose. That one's like an even greater scale. I'm on this side of it now. And I'm going to open my eyes. And what have we done? We've just, in a few minutes, trained ourselves to raise our vibration, to feel the happy, to feel the life purpose, to feel all of that. Does that make sense? Isn't it the most amazing thing to think that you have that kind of control? That you have the ability to do this for yourself? And you walking around in the world this way has a ripple effect that will make this work so easy for you to do. Like I'll say to some of my private clients who are moms, when I'm trying to explain doing this inner work with them and that like we might be on a discovery call and I'll say, you know, you're ready to do this work. It's for your own health. It's for your own happiness. It's for your own. They don't really get it. But if I say to one of my potential private clients, hey, if you're like this, your daughter's going to be like this and her daughter's going to be like this. Do you want that? And she'll go, no. And then I go, the work starts with you. As you do this work, your whole family benefits. Your daughter will unconsciously take on your positive patterns. Her children will take them on. And don't say to me, I'm saying this to all of you, like I have adult children now, so don't anyone say, well, my children are already adults, it's too late. No. As you do the inner work, you your children will reflect it. And I don't know if they're really different in the world or we're just wearing a, stiff, sep, a new set of glasses that we perceive them in a way that's positive. I don't know. It's fascinating. I could talk another whole episode on us doing the inner work and its effect on our families. I'm going to write that down for sure. Okay, so I hope this was helpful today. I'm going to go through the steps. They might switch a little bit. We have default settings. I want you to wake up if you want to, to like asking yourself, hey, where am I with my thoughts, feelings, and sensations? Ask yourself, 
feel that number line feeling. Ask yourself if you're happy here or you'd like to move up the scale or down the scale, knowing that you have control over how you think and feel. It will have a huge impact on your actions and your results in your life and your relationships. Once you decide that you want to move up the scale, you do that by bringing in thoughts and feelings and sensations that train your nervous system so your nervous system can react to them and we're getting you up the scale. It's such a great way to live. You'll have Life is just better. <laughs> You'll attract more of what you want in that energy, right? Positive energy is freaking attractive. Everyone wants to be around it. Everything you desire comes faster in positive energy. I promise. It's attractive energy. People want to be around it. Things want to be around it. Money wants to be around it. So move up that scale. Okay, I hope this was helpful. I'll see you next time on the next episode. Bye. Recording stopped.